The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the last episode of Revenue Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been talking about how to use MarTech tools and strategy to put more money in your business's pocket. Joining us again today is Brandy Starr and Mike Geller, who respectively are the COO and President and CTO of Tegrita, which is a full-service MarTech consulting firm that enables digital marketing strategy with technology. Tegrita's remote team of experienced and innovative consultants specialize in marketing automation to support growth-minded organizations who want their growth strategies brought to life through marketing automation. And so far this week, Brandy, Mike, and I have been talking about how to turn your MarTech stack into a revenue engine, how to strategically use your MarTech audit to understand what technologies your organization is using, how to identify the gaps and overlaps in that MarTech stack. And yesterday we talked about how to focus on buying the right MarTech tools for your organization. Today, we're going to land the plane on Revenue Growth Week by talking about how you can implement your MarTech tools, how you can focus on making that integration seamless, and how do you optimize the stack that you've built. All right, here's the last installment of Revenue Growth Week with Mike Geller and Brandy Starr from Tegrita. Mike, Brandy, happy Friday, and welcome to the last episode of Revenue Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. Happy Friday. Thanks for having us. We've come to the end of the road, everybody, and we got to talk about actually using the MarTech technologies that we've been talking about, evaluating and buying. What's the secret to making sure that the tools that you actually buy work and work together? One word strategy. I was going to say money. <laughs> One word, consultants. Money and consultants definitely have an impact. Go hand in hand. No, <laughs> This might not be the best answer for your brand, guys. I was going to go with planning. Planning was my word. Planning. Okay. Everybody gets a word. Planning, consultants. Brandy, what was yours? A strategy. And with strategy comes a plan. With money comes consultants. With consultants <laughs> comes strategy. With strategy comes a plan. We're all saying the same thing. Yeah, there we go. You know, call me. <laughs> but no, seriously, once you have, I mean, and really the strategy should start before you make the purchase and then it should evolve to go a bit deeper. When you're looking to implement, you need to have a strategy for how does this fit into our stack? 
how does this fit into our overall marketing strategy? Who's going to own it? What purpose is it going to solve? And through developing that strategy, that is where you develop an implementation plan, an integration plan, and then long-term an optimization plan so that once you're up and running, you don't just forget about these things and just let them continue to operate as is. We talked about growing into your stack. That doesn't just magically happen. You have to actually consistently be thinking about what is that next step? So that really is the key to success there. So there's a leadership component here where somebody at the top has to know what the heck is going on, a rarity today. And you need to not only understand what you're trying to accomplish and why you're buying a specific MarTech tool, but then you have to have a plan to not only understand who's going to do the implementation, but who's going to be responsible for ongoing management. So let's say you got company buy-in. We're going to buy this point solution that's going to help us automate a specific process of our marketing plan, but we need somebody to actually do the implementation. We need somebody to make sure all the connectors work, that the data flows correctly, that the sales team is using the tool and the marketing team is giving the right inputs and yada, 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 yada. The leadership can say all of this. None of it matters if somebody isn't actually serving as an operator and making sure that the code is written correctly and the connectors are connecting and the data is flowing. How do you actually get the rubber to meet the road? Well, you have to have clear ownership from the beginning. Who's going to be owning the platform? And everyone else needs to know that as well. So that when it comes to making changes or making requests that goes to the individual who owns the platform. Oftentimes, what we see in implementations is people kind of leave their day jobs to do the implementations and then go back to their day jobs afterwards, forgetting about the technology and someone sort of left to kind of be a steward of it. But that is the biggest gap that I see in getting the technology, getting it sort of implemented and then forgetting about it, thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, it'll just do its own thing magically, where that's not at all the case. Technology needs people, doesn't really work without it. There's some irony there, right? That we're integrating and weaving all of these disparate technologies together. Maybe we have a platform, you know, the utopian scenario where one platform does everything for you. And yet we still need people to sit around and make sure that the technology is doing what they want. And I think of it more like somebody's, for lack of a better metaphor, got to sit on top and whip the horse to get it to run. Somebody's got to be there to make sure that the technology is serving the needs and do the quality assurance and ongoing maintenance. Yeah. Well, I mean, technology is there to help you make decisions faster and help you get to where you're going faster. If you do not provide direction, then the technology is not going to get you anywhere. One could say it'll get you nowhere fast. So it goes back to strategy, having a plan for the technology, who's going to be doing the implementation, for example. Has that been figured out? Are you working with a partner or are you going to try to figure it out yourself? Who's going to then own the technology after it's implemented? And what other technology is it going to be integrated with? And all of that has to be thought through, planned out, and executed. And this might be a surprise, but it's actually a full-time job, maybe even several full-time jobs to do all of this work. Yeah. You know, you brought up an interesting point, which is somebody has to be responsible for the technology but the technologies are going to change and evolve over time. And so fine-tuning your MarTech stack and going through the optimization process is something that continues to add value. It might be somebody's full-time job, might be many people's full-time job. 
Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. What do you think of the process for maintaining and optimizing the tools in your MarTech stack? I think it's critical doing regular health checks, validating that the technology is performing as designed or as desired and making changes and tweaks along the way. You know, business isn't static. When we make decisions to invest in a technology or configure the technology to do something specific, it's usually based on specific decisions made by the business at that point in time. Six months later, let's say a pandemic happens or maybe goes away. The business adapts. I like the second version of that better. (laughs) (laughs) So the technology doesn't automatically change, at least not yet. And somebody has to be looking at that. Somebody has to be analyzing whether or not what's happening actually makes sense still. And this doesn't necessarily mean that every day someone has to do this, but understanding, and this is where sort of that accountability, that ownership comes into play where somebody is responsible for looking on a quarterly basis, on a semi-annual basis, something along those lines that what the technology is doing makes sense for the business and is not actually working against the business. So there's a predictable cadence here where it's not somebody is working on MarTech stack optimization 100% of their time. You know, obviously organizations change in needs and size, but that there is a regular cadence in which you should start thinking and planning and optimizing your MarTech stack. Brandy, talk to me a little bit about what you think the right process is and cadence for at least checking in and going back through some of the things that we've talked about once you've done your implementation to re-audit, re-evaluate, and constantly making sure that your MarTech stack is functioning like you want it to. I look at the cycle of the business to drive what that looks like. So for a company whose sales cycle is 30 days, Typically, they have a much higher volume of things happening. So they're gleaning a lot of insight from the technology a lot faster 
than say a company who has a 24 month sales cycle. Generally, after you have implemented something, you need at least a good two to three sort of periods of data that you can analyze to see how well things are working. And so for some people, that may be after a quarter. For some people, that may be after a year or longer. But in general, I, at minimum, tend to look annually at how have things performed over the last year? How has the business changed? In some cases, just staying on top of if anything's broken, that may happen monthly. But when I really think about optimization and looking at things holistically, I'm thinking more of it as a deeper dive. We want to get a good bit out from implementation and then get on a rotation. I think it's great advice. First off, somebody always needs to be checking to make sure that it's working. Make sure the green light is on and just have somebody that's constantly checking to make sure that your stack is processing the way that it should. That's kind of an ongoing project and shouldn't be something that is super labor intensive. And a lot of the times when it breaks, those things are bubbled up. There just needs to be a point where someone can say something is broken and raise their hand. Then there is the two to three business cycles where you go back and you reevaluate. You know, the MarTech strategy and the stack building is something that you need to be able to iterate on over time. Mike, you mentioned that business is not static. Technology is not static. You're going to have updates and product changes and your business is going to evolve and change as well. Your staff is going to evolve and change as well. And their understanding of the technologies and how they work will change. And so somebody needs to go back and regularly be thinking about how your stack is functioning, what your needs are. So Mike, when you're thinking about going back through the rotation, you got a couple of cycles in your business. What are you looking for to try to figure out if your MarTech stack is still valid and working and serving your needs? Well, I look to see if it's delivering on its promise. Is it solving for the use cases that the technology was there to do? Is it getting the job done? Or is it that the job no longer needs to be done? Even if it's doing the job well, if the job no longer needs to be done, the value is not there. Or maybe it needs to be done differently now. And as such, it needs to be reevaluated, reconfigured, or replaced. Yeah. So it's important to continually not only edit your MarTech stack, but also try to think about your strategy and what you're trying to accomplish with that stack. Brandy, as we wrap up Growth Week on the MarTech podcast, talk to me a little bit about Tegrita, about some of the content that you've produced, about some of the services you provide. You know, how could people follow up on this conversation if they want to? So our focus really is on the marketing technology and marketing strategy. And we've worked with a variety of clients over the years in different capacities, everything from implementing marketing technology to doing some of the outsourcing of the supporting work, as well as helping them figure out what these use cases are and how to optimize. Through all of those learnings, we have seen a lot of consistent challenges within marketing teams in being able to really leverage technology as a revenue engine. So I think the most exciting thing that I can share that we are working on is myself and our CRO are releasing a book titled CMO to CRO, The Revenue Takeover by the Next Generation Executive. And it's really targeted at CMOs or anyone that is a marketing leader that really wants to understand how to best organize their marketing team to focus on that end-to-end -end customer experience 
to leverage marketing technology to actually be a revenue engine and to actually see some return and collaboration between all of the different groups. So everything that we've been talking about the last week very much aligns to what is releasing. So people can check that out at revenuetakeover.com. And then, of course, you can always learn more about what we do and visit our learning hub where there's lots of great content on Tegrita.com. So we'll put a link to revenuetakeover.com in our show notes so you don't have to type it out. There's also a link to Tegrita's homepage as well. Mike, Brandy, it's been a pleasure talking about MarTech. It's been a pleasure talking about stack building with you. Thanks for being our sponsors and for being my guest on the MarTech podcast. Awesome. Thank you. All right. And that wraps up Revenue Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Brandy Starr and Mike Geller, the COO and President and CTO of Tegrita for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Mike and Brandy, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Their handle is Tegrita Group, T-E-G-R-I-T-A-G-R-O-U-P. Or you could visit their company's website, which is Tegrita.com. If you're interested in their book, you can go to revenuetakeover.com as well. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.